What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff. It is Wednesday, January 20th. A happy day because we are only a couple days away from the conference championship games. Love this football. I kind of hate the fact that we only have three games left. I'm not going to lie. A little bit bittersweet there, but man, when you think about these matchups, you have Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Freaking awesome. Ordinarily, we would have never been able to see that in the playoffs until the Super Bowl if it was going to happen, so that's freaking awesome. And then Josh Allen against, hopefully, fingers crossed, Patrick Mahomes. I'll have an update there for you coming up in just a few minutes, but uh, before I get to that, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football monkey knife fight has it all and you know what else monkeyknifefight.com has a free five dollar game for you just for signing up and if you use the promo code rant r-a-n-t you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to fifty dollars with a name like monkeyknifefight.com you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com play to mkf and win State and age restrictions apply. Of course, you can see site for full terms and restrictions. Go check it out. This is a good time of year to check it out for sure, and especially with basketball starting to ramp up. Well, it's ramping up for me. <laughs> I'm selfish. It's ramping up for me. I'm actually uh, kind of back into like player prop mode. So as we start to move beyond you know, actually having games to talk about, I will sprinkle in some basketball stuff on this podcast, NBA stuff at least. And you know what? When we get closer to March Madness, I'm probably going to do some crossover with Brad Evans. I'll try and get Brad Evans on. We'll do some more guests in the offseason. A lot of time, hey, during the regular season, I know how it is, man. I know you only have like a couple minutes to listen to me, so I just want to pound through. I, I, you know, We're not going to sit here for a Dan Carlin-length podcast, give you four hours or anything like that. But in the offseason, we can have a little bit more fun, a little bit more opportunity to cross-pollinate with some other folks. And, of course, Brad is uh well he's one of the best college basketball minds out there a lot of fun knows his stuff and as we get closer to March Madness we'll talk that here too uh but yeah that's in the future let's talk about the present before I talk about the rankings for conference championships round of course we had some big news today unrelated to the conference championships that of course being Philip Rivers retiring officially from the NFL he, he told the San Diego Union Tribune that he was retiring here after 17 seasons. Of course, he didn't start for all 17 years. He was uh, he was a backup to start his career, obviously for the first two seasons. But I mean, from from the gate, you know, you think about those early, and it was San Diego uh, teams at the time, and they were really good, man. You know, that was it was an odd. Uh, it was an odd year. The first year he he started because they go fourteen and two, and of course the head coach was fired after that year. Probably, you know, the 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 stretch that I remember the most was that late aughts, early tens, uh, uh, you know, stretch. So oh nine, ten, eleven. 
that was where, you know, look like Rivers was going to be one of those guys we could potentially have as an elite fantasy quarterback, but he never quite got there, right? So in, in 2009, they went 13-3. and three. He throws for 4254, which at that time is a pretty big number. It was his second 4,000 yard season in a row, 28 passing scores. Then he throws for 4700 and 30 touchdowns the next year, 4627 touchdowns. And honestly, like this dude since 2008 had one season where he didn't top 4,000 passing yards. So the numbers were always impressive, but you know he's not a modern fantasy quarterback. He's truly part of this old guard, which now, all right, so both Mannings are gone. I know Eli wasn't that great, but there were years early where Eli was in that fantasy conversation. You know, I know we like to forget this, but if we go back 10 years ago, there were times where we were talking about him. We were. Not as much as Peyton, obviously. Nowhere near as much as Peyton, and nowhere near as much as Rivers, but we were. And he's part of that, and him and Rivers will forever be linked, right? So those guys are gone. Breeze looks like he has one foot out the door, if not one and a half feet out the door. Roethlisberger question marks, right? Uh, Brady's going to play forever, but this old guard is moving on. This old guard is moving on. Now, is Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? Uh, You know, not getting even to the Super Bowl is going to be something that hurts him. But the thing that I am most impressed with, with Phillip Rivers, is he takes over as the starting quarterback in 2006. And since then, this is just unbelievable. 2006, 16 games. 2007, 16 games. 16, 16, 16, 16. Straight on through, man. Regular season, didn't miss a game. That's incredible. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. You know, truly be a Hall of Famer, I mean, you got to accumulate a lot of stats or you got to be the best at your position for a sustained, like, couple-year stretch. He was never that, but he did accumulate a lot of stats. As it ends here, uh, he is right now, um, he's fifth all-time in passing yards. Ben, another season of Ben, and Ben will get him. Uh, Matt Ryan has a little ways to go. Matt, so Rivers, 63,440 4, 63, yards. Ben is only 3,000 yards, a little over 3,000 yards behind him. Matt Ryan's got 55,7, so he's got a ways to go. Rodgers has 51,2, then Stafford at 45, uh, so he's he's you know ways back. Either way, so Rivers will hold on to the five spot for maybe a season if Ben comes back, which I think he will. Ben will pass him. Ryan could get there. Rodgers certainly should get there. He'll still be top 10 for a while. Of course, with passing touchdowns, he is fifth as well, 421. He passed Marino this year, got Marino by one touchdown. Of course, when he started his career, when Rivers started, that Marino number was enormous, 420 passing scores. Now, Brady is way beyond it. Breeze is way beyond it. Peyton Manning, 539. Favre, 508. <clears throat> Even when Favre finished his career, it was like, 508? Man, that's a lot. And then Rivers. Rodgers will pass him next year. Rodgers has 412, so he's going to pass him next year. Ben could pass him next year as well. I'm not going to rule that out. Ben has 396. Then it's Matt Ryan. He's got a ways to go at 347. 
But you would think that there are a couple other quarterbacks in the league right now, uh, one who could be playing this weekend who could pass him as well. I think he ultimately is a Hall of Famer, but it's you know it's more of an accumulation. Is he a first ballot? No, but I think he ultimately is. Either way, I do think that, um, you know, hey, every year the guy was, he wasn't the sexiest fantasy option, but he was always a guy you could rely on being there in the late rounds. You take him, felt like every year he had a good start to the season, bad end to the season, right? So, you know, you got out the gate okay with him, but you had to find something after the fact. But you basically got him for free in drafts. Never really, you know, oh, he doesn't know us anything there, for sure. And in fact, I think we should thank him for that. Uh, appreciate Philip Rivers' time in the NFL. But moving on, he'll uh, go and coach high school football. So that's cool. Good, Best of luck to Philip Rivers. And, and of course, thank you. Phil Rivers for everything you did for fantasy football. All right, so let's talk rankings. Let's talk quarterback. Let's talk Patrick Mahomes before we go any further. He took all the reps today. So it's going to go down as a limited practice, which is fantastic news. Uh, Not only for the concussion. The concussion is obviously the biggest concern, but the toe injury as well. A little bit less of a concern. He would play through the toe injury. But regardless, working through the concussion protocol, and remember the two key steps, more so than anything, getting a non-contact and a full-contact practice in, I would expect it to go full tomorrow. I'm not saying that's definite. I don't think we're out of the woods just yet. We can never assume anything with concussions. But for now, trending in the right direction. So that's good. So what do we do with quarterback? Because here's how I rank it. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady. I, I, if you're in a one-and-done setup, that, and I'll talk DFS on Friday's podcast, but if you're in a one-and-done setup, I think you just outright fade the AFC if you have all of them left. If you have all four quarterbacks left, just fade the AFC and go with Rodgers because I do think Rodgers is a slightly better play than Brady. You could go you know, a little bit contrarian and go with Brady, but I think Rodgers is the play here. Now, I did get asked a great question, though. If let's say you already use Josh Allen, well then I'm absolutely using Mahomes this week because if I if I use Rodgers, let's say I use Rodgers, right, and the Bucks uh, don't win, right, or vice versa. Let's say you use Brady and the Bucks win. Use Brady and the Bucks win, and then Buffalo also wins. You have no quarterback next week, you know, especially if it's a team quarterback setup. I mean, I guess in theory you could put whoever the heck backup in there but you don't want to do that so you guarantee basically make sure you guarantee yourself a quarterback next week so that means like okay for example if you already used Brady but you still have Allen and Mahomes then you absolutely use Rodgers if you already used Mahomes for some reason and you and you have Allen Rodgers and Brady then you absolutely use Allen if you have all four of them then I think Rodgers is the play because I would just want to make sure that, you know, I'd rather have one of the two AFC quarterbacks, whoever wins in the Super Bowl, than, than have the NFC guys. It's not to say that I'm going to be right on that one, but I, I think I have a better chance that way. Now, running back isn't as easy. So at the top, I have Aaron Jones. He's by himself, top tier dude. And even there, I'm not 100% sold because there was too much Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon for me last week. But I think, you know, the way I see it, and I know I, I, it's boring by picking the Chiefs and Packers going to the Super Bowl, but it's kind of what I've had for a while. Now, I did. there was one point where I did have the Chiefs and Bucks in the Super Bowl, but that was back in October. I, I think you probably just have to go with you know the highest percentage, and you know it is what it is. 
So I'd rather save Aaron Jones for the Super Bowl, not using him this week. I think it's the second tier where we load up on. So I have four running backs in the second tier. I have Fournette, Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who was back in practice today, and Ronald Jones. Now, why I have Fournette ahead of Jones is simply because of the passing down work. I think there's a chance to Jones out Al Carries Fournette this week, and that's fine. But when it comes to the passing down work, that was where we really saw, um, you know, we we didn't see Jones. We saw Fournette. So, you know, if they're a player from behind, I think Fournette gets plenty of work in this one, and I do think they do, they play from behind. So Fournette is more intriguing. I feel like he's he's like a lock for me in one and dones this week. So then it comes down to Buffalo, Kansas City. Who do you think wins that one? Because I, I do think that Edwards Alaire, he's not going to be the solo guy. They're going to still use Darrell Williams, but he's going to be the lead back. And then Singletary is absolutely going to be the lead back. The question is how much of the run game do they actually use? But either way, I'm going to go Fournette, Singletary. I, I wouldn't talk you out of Clyde Edwards-Alaire if you absolutely think the Buffalo Bills are going to win. But the key here is if you have all of these backs at your disposal, you don't want to be in a situation next week where, okay, you pick Clyde Edwards-Alaire and the Chiefs win. Now you're stuck with Darrell Williams next week, right? Or you pick, um, you know, you pick Ronald Jones and well, I guess, or Leonard Fournette, and and then they win. I guess you always have the other option, so that's not terrible. If you picked Aaron Jones, you'd still at least have Jamal Williams, but I don't love that either. You really got to nail the teams with your running back and your wide receiver decisions because I don't want to use Darrell Williams. I don't want to use Jamal Williams. I don't want to use Le'Veon Bell. I certainly don't want to use TJ Yeldon or A.J. Dillon, and that's the remainder of my rankings. Wide out. The top tier is three wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. You're going to use one, if not two, of this group. If you don't think the Packers are going to win, then you use two from this group. But I think they're going to win, so I'm fading Adams. I want, um, you know, I honestly want him in, in the Super Bowl, even, even if I don't get the stack. Because if I'm playing Rodgers, I'm not going to get that stack, and that's fine. Because you know what? I'll have the... I'll have the KC stack, and I'm, I'm more confident in that. So, Adams, if you don't think the Packers win, if you're um, if you're a Bucks supporter, then go with Adams. Then it comes down to Diggs or Hill. I'm going Diggs, but I could see going with Hill. Not, neither of these games is is just clean, you know straightforward. Absolutely, this is the team who's going to win. You know they're they're really close. I mean, three point spreads on both games. And the home team with the three points. So really close games. But obviously just phenomenal wideouts here. So what I did is I then grouped Godwin and Evans in their own tier. And I'm calling it, oh yeah, baby, the Tampa 2. Gotta love it. The Tampa wideouts get their own tier. Uh, And the rationale here is I really think they both see almost identical target numbers. Like if they both see eight targets, I'm not going to be surprised. Godwin gives you a higher floor. But he doesn't give you the ceiling of Evans, and I do think Evans has the better chance of scoring. Right now, I have Evans with a 50% chance of scoring and Godwin with a 40% chance of scoring. So it's six and one half dozen the other. I could see the double stack working this week. If you think that Green Bay plays with the lead, Tampa plays from behind, Green Bay wins, but it's a high-scoring game, then I could completely see Brady a Brady double stack here. So you'd fade Rodgers. Now that could still backfire, 
But the logic being if if both of these guys go off and Brady goes off, even if Brady doesn't outscore Rodgers, your lineup is is still going to be pretty potent. So, and it, and it's a it's a you know, it's a really it's a differentiation play. Uh, the remainder of viable guys, and these are probably going to be more DFS guys. In fact, the, the number one guy on this list of the third tier is a DFS guy. I love him this week, John Brown. John Brown, Cole Beasley, Antonio Brown, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman. I don't think we want to go beyond these guys, but you know, you probably won't be scraping the bottom of the barrel in one and dones with these guys anyway. But Brown looked really good in, in last week, and Gabriel Davis is banged up. Cole Beasley should be back in the mix, and that's actually the best matchup. Out of the slot is the best matchup against Kansas City. Antonio Brown, we have to be careful with not only the knee injury, but how much does he play with the 12 personnel going on there for uh, uh, Tampa. And then Lazard and Hardman, obviously they have upside, but they're you know down in the pecking order. The remaining ranks, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Demarcus Robinson, Gabe Davis if he plays, Isaiah McKenzie, EQ, uh, Byron Pringle, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. They don't have any appeal if if uh, Antonio Brown does does play, and it looks like he will. Tight end, so I have three tiers, but the first two tiers each have one tight end in them. Top tier is Travis Kelsey. Second tier is Robert Tunyon. They're the only two playable options for me this week, and it's very similar to uh, what you have going on at quarterback, like sort of pick your poison. If I'm saving Mahomes for the Super Bowl, then I'm saving Kelsey for the Super Bowl. So I would go with Tunyon. And then the thought process there is, so, okay, you go with Tunyon, say Tampa gets through, now you have the Tampa tight ends, which aren't very appealing, and then you also have everything on the AFC side, whoever gets through. Ideally, it would be Kelsey, then easy. But if it isn't, then you have the Tampa guys and Dawson Knox. If... um. If Kelsey doesn't get through and you use Tunyon, you still have Dawson Knox as this fail, the fallback. I don't love it, but then again, it's not terrible. I could also, though, see going the other direction and you saying, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey this week and I'll save Tunyon and or Gronk Brate for next round. I could see that as well. That could work. And really, the key with one and dones is optim- optimizing when you use these guys, like getting the most possible points out of them and really making sure that you're using, and it's not an easy thing, it's easier said than done, using the guys who are, you know, the highest scoring possible guys. You know, each week those guys play and put up their biggest numbers, you want them in your lineups. It's not an easy thing to do. But the worst case scenario is say, say you don't use Kelsey this week and um, they don't win. Right now, you didn't get any Kelsey in your one-and-done total, points total, so that's not optimal. So, you know, think it through. Again, I'll tell you how I'm going to play it. I'm not saying this is the way you should play it. I really think everybody should think through how they see the playoff matchups unfolding and then use that information to construct your lineups for one-and-dones. Kicker, I have have the AFC guys at the top, so I'll probably go the same route and... um, Fade those guys for the NFC. Likewise, defense. Well, defense is a little tricky. So I've it, it, there's no real good options. And as Buffalo showed us last week, you just kind of have to get lucky and have a defense score or a touchdown. So here's the rankings, and you can choose it from there. Kansas City, Green Bay, Buffalo, Tampa Bay. So really, the two defenses that I think are going to be in the Super Bowl are top two. I could see going, man, it's tough. I could see going with Green Bay here. I really could. And just, 
you know, again, saving Kansas City for the Super Bowl, though Kansas City against Aaron Rodgers isn't <laughs> that appealing, but that's how I see it. All right, so you can go check out my tiers over at FTNFantasy.com. It is well worth it. We'll be back on Friday to break down all the matchups. In the meantime, keep reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Really easy to do if you have an iPhone. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Find my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, and scroll to the bottom. Click the stars. It's that easy. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Like I said, Friday we'll break down all the matchups, wide receiver, cornerback, matchup upgrade, downgrade, player props, DFS. Oh, it's going to be a supersized addition to the conference championship round. Only two games, but we'll get it done, baby. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.